guys, it's Gary with the BoxCast Podcast. It's good to see you, hear you. I don't know if we can see you. I definitely don't think you, I, I can't see you. Can you see me? Yes? Okay, great. It's good to see you guys. I've got my friends here with me. What's up, boys? Hey, what's going on? This is Wade. This is Josh. You guys are looking pretty tight. Dude, I love the N64 shirt. I know, I'm just... I'm just kind of craving. Some. What's your favorite N64 game? I was just getting uh, ready to ask probably that. Probably Star Fox. Ooh. Oh, hot take. That's yeah. a great game, though. It is really You know fun. what's a better game? Smash Brothers. Yeah, it is a better game, but I just had this, I don't know. First I time go- I played it, I was just blown away. Listen, I know we're all about production and cameras and video streaming, and but listen, hot, like the legit hotness. We, My wife got a Nintendo Switch for her birthday. I didn't know I was going to be so jealous. Oh, really? That yeah. Means you have to get one. Does she let you play it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then. Totally. But I, I bought, <laughs> but I bought, I bought Smash Brothers specifically for that. Oh, that sounds like fun. Smash Brothers is like legit the game. But I think it's better with a group of people. I don't like playing oh, it by sure. myself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But you can play I guess online. different categories. But yeah. Dang. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. We're back in the BoxCast podcast. Welcome back from the N64 podcast. <laughs> We're back here. It's good to have you guys around. So listen, we have had some incredible episodes up to this point. This is episode four. Wow. I can't believe it. We're there. We're doing it. This is going to be great. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm completely stoked about our topic today. Josh, this was your topic, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to talk about it because I think it's something everybody secretly goes through, but... It's also like weird and awkward and everybody has to get good at, but it's really just, we're just talking about being on camera and going through the weird phases of being on camera, whether you have an in-person audience or you're by yourself in your attic, yeah. or even if you're on a podcast and getting comfortable with being on camera, do's and don'ts and, and getting comfortable with yourself, really. This is going to turn into it's a Dr. Deep. Phil it's session. Gonna get, yeah, maybe a little, <laughs> yeah, we might be your psychiatrist today. <laughs> <laughs> there's no bed or table or chair for me to lay on or couch for me to lay on right <laughs> yeah. now. I don't think it's going to work that way, but yeah. So getting comfortable on camera. It's like, I know for just for, you know, the sake of the podcast and video and how we do things, you've been on camera quite a bit though. I mean, yeah, you've and, done a lot on camera. Yeah. And, and kind of just out of necessity because when I first started at BoxCast, I was like the only video guy and it just helps to have a, a face to like a video right. instead of just voiceovering it or whatever. But it's definitely not, it definitely doesn't come naturally necessarily. Would you it's, say you have a face for radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But I have a face for podcasting, so I understand. Yeah, exactly. But the weird thing about it is like you, you think you're not going to be nervous, whether I'm doing like a live webinar or a recorded video. And then I start talking and I look at the lens and I'm like, oh no. Oh no! And then you do get nervous, or uh, you know, yeah, when we I've, do, when I've we had do countdown timers. Right, I've had full blown like mini panic attacks mid webinar. Shut up! It was one of them. One Me of too, them. Dude. I was. I was. It was like five minutes in. I was sweating. I was like, I almost was to the point of, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this with Josh. And then I calmed down. I just relaxed. I'm like, it's okay. Did you catch this on camera at all? Uh, I I don't know which pod or which webinar it was, but there was one of them where I legit like. I was freaking myself out mid webinar, and I was like, "There's something just there's really something where sometimes like you about it. and and that was probably like you know two or three years into being in webinars and stuff, and you still have those moments where you're like, "Oh crap, you still have those moments, not as much no now I, mean, I feel like it's it's definitely better, but I'm more comfortable if I have a uh in person audience, but 
whenever there's like a 10 second countdown and then I realize I'm live and there's no one in the room. <laughs> you freeze. But I know people are watching. Yeah, I just like, and I ha- I've had that happen to me before too when I'm by myself because you know you're carrying the whole thing alone. Right. Which is why it helps to have like co-hosts like what we're doing now is way more naturally comfortable. Mm. But when you are by yourself or say you're like a pastor or an influencer or something like that, like, and it's just, you're a solo act. There's something really daunting about looking at the lens and delivering your lines. So you don't think like YouTubers, influencers, people on TikTok video, YouTube, whatever, you don't think, you don't think that they, they, they have that problem. Do you think they have that problem? I think everybody does. Really? Yeah. And I think the key to it is just getting used to it. I don't know, man. I'm pretty comfortable on camera. I mean, you can ask Kevin. <laughs> like, I've never had that problem. I've never felt an anxiety about being on camera. I've never, I've never really felt anything other than, man, I need to lose some poundage. But outside of that, I, I could go all day on a camera. I wouldn't have any problem. That's true. But there's always, <laughs> there's always that like really sobering moment when you go and look at the recording or watch the past recording of a live thing and you hear yourself and you see yourself and you're like that's what i look and sound like well, that's post though i thought i mean we're not just talking about oh i know well if you watch if you watch the live the recording of the live version but yeah right yeah i just i've never had that problem i'm gonna be honest like i'm gonna straight up like this topic well, you're just a baller that's right i am a baller <laughs> this to- this topic to me is like it's a great topic because I feel like there are a lot of people who do it and have a problem with it or, you know, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, we're going to go over some really cool, cool ideas and tips and do's and don'ts and, you know, the fun stuff about being on camera. Right. Right. I have never had this problem. So I'm kind of interested into your complex issues. Like what, what gives you like outside of just self-conscious, like, is it just, well, I was going to say, I think for the live stuff, Josh, and this is more just me. So Josh and I, since we are, video people and we video edit usually when you're editing a video you know you hide a lot of stuff or you hide a lot of that awkwardness or you cut something because it's like that didn't come off correctly and I think for me it's uh you know like when it's live or like this it's just however you say it and you can't really go back and retract and like restart something because it's gonna look really weird if you like just jump cut or whatever so I think for me it's kind of that sometimes you just get anxious because you're like I hope I'm saying the right thing I hope this is making sense because in my mind it makes sense but when you're just kind of off the riff talking, yeah, like right now I'm just kind of rambling, <laughs> and I'm like, am I, I rambling too much? Whatever. No. Should we just get yeah. into our first topic? But it's like, well, no, I mean, we're explaining something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just like I said, I've never had this problem, so I I just think whether I'm by myself or I have a crew with me, you know, a, a team, it's more of um just coming up with the stuff to talk about and just talking about it, like, right? I don't, like if you if you're supposed to make a three and a half minute video or something, and it turns out to be eight minutes, I mean, there's no really a big issue there. I just, I've always felt comfortable in conversating with other people and looking at the camera and talking to people on my own. So I'm just kind of interested. What has, like, what's one of the, what's one of the ways or what is the primary way that you guys have overcome that? For me, it's just repetition. If I go like a couple months without doing a video or something, or just like based on the schedule of our productions, I'm just not on camera. Mm -hmm. And then I have to do it again for the first time in a while. I'm like cold. I'm just not warmed up to it. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it and used to it. And we interview people a lot, and they experience the same thing. They're just not used to it. I think right. that's the biggest thing. So doing it, if you do it the first time and you're like, I never want to do that again, just give it another shot. Like, rip the Band-Aid off the first time, but <laughs> then like, just understand that it's going to get a little bit easier the more you do it. Because you're going to stop consciously knowing there's a camera on you. 
that's the biggest thing. This is why, to me, it's so daunting is because you're, you're aware of it. You're totally aware that you're being recorded and watched. But Whereas, like, in your day-to-day life, you're still when you're being having conversations, <laughs> you are, but you're not as, like, conscious of it. That's true. So you're saying that the conscious element is really what brings that, the, makes it that the, apart. Literally just the thought, oh, I'm on camera in itself, and you can't stop thinking about it, is kind of what trips you up, too. Interesting. Is it the yeah. same for you, Wade? Like, is it just repetition? Yeah, I think it's just repetition. And, and I might be jumping ahead, but, like, jump, we... Dude. When we do like our tech tip videos or we do a feature release video or something like that and you see us on camera, usually how that process works is we have like a teleprompter in front of us. Now, th- now, now, I'm not saying you need a teleprompter for everything. Like for a podcast, we don't have a teleprompter. Is that a guy just holding up cue cards? Yeah. No, we have this, <laughs> we have this really cool thing. It's from um, Glide Gear. 200 yeah. bucks. Two, I think it's 200 bucks mm-hmm. and you use an iPad and it like mirrors oh, it up yeah, and yeah, you stick yeah. the camera in the teleprompter. So it looks like we're looking right at the camera. I mean, watch any of our videos and you'll, you'll see us looking at the camera, but we're most of the time we're reading a teleprompter. But what we do before cool. we start recording is I, like we just did one yesterday. I, um, I read it four times through the teleprompter without recording because I just wanted to get a warm feel, up. Okay. warm up, be on camera. Like that first time you read it is never usually the best time in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I did it four or five times without even recording. And then we still recorded and I still did it another four times. But by that ninth time <laughs> of reading like a script, I was yeah. like, oh, this is- You're a master. You're, you're pretty much a master. And it's really cool to watch Josh do it because Josh has been doing it much longer than me. He sometimes knows, he gets in a rhythm where he doesn't need the script for certain paragraphs. So he'll, the, the teleprompter will pass it, and he can go back and say it without the teleprompter script. I'm not there yet, but I see Josh do it quite a bit. It's, where it, and it, all that is is repetition. And it's just practice for him. It's just yeah. like repetition over and yeah. over. And you don't have to use a teleprompter. I, some people just have like show notes or yeah. bullets, and, yeah. and you can use things like that. Eventually, you obviously get to this point where like, like you're in the ministry, so you've talked in front yeah, of people a yeah. lot. Oh, so a ton, that's yeah. part of the repetition thing, too. But eventually you get to the point where you've done it so many times and you know the material so well that you don't need it. But I think people assume when they watch like content creators on YouTube and they watch pastors and, and profound speakers, they're like, they've, they've just got what it takes. And I've just noticed like, because I'm pretty comfortable public speaking and it still trips me up if I don't do it a lot. Well, public speaking, public speaking is very difficult. It's yeah, it's it's really very hard. very yeah. difficult outside of like doing a live stream or a webinar or recording because that's that's a form of public speaking, but that's not like I mean it's a virtual right. form, right? I mean, I went through. I'm actually more comfortable public speaking than I am talking on camera. Really? Because you can feed off an energy of an yeah. Audience, I mean, that's a, that's what. Whereas I was you're say, looking yeah. at a lens, or yeah. you know, there's like this virtual audience that you don't see or hear. It's just weird. It's foreign a little so bit. So should we put Kevin behind one of these cameras just for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he could just be so like, we'll like, just form an audience. Yeah. 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 No, because if we did that, then I would always just feel terrible. So. Right. No, I <laughs> I took probably two years of public speaking classes in college for, for ministry reasons. And the, the, the number one thing, and I'm going to be honest, they never tell you, they never tell you, well, just imagine them in their underwear. That's a that's a terrifying thought. I'm not gonna no. lie. <laughs> that would that that's, would just mess me up even more. Yeah, that's the worst thing to tell somebody. Yeah. No. No. But no, I took about two years of public speaking classes to feel comfortable in speaking in front. Of, now, don't get me wrong. I still feel a little awkward when I'm like in front of people and they're 
you know, you got 150, 250, 350 eyes looking back at you. You're like, whoa. But it's just something kicks in and you just take it through. So for you guys, I mean, practice and repetition, especially with camera work, makes a whole lot of sense. And so, and it's a little bit weird too with the repetition thing, but it's gonna, it's gonna be really hard to do at first, but watching yourself and seeing the way you are is a really good way to fix some of your mannerisms. So or, but watching yourself and seeing how the way you are and not over criticizing yourself. Yeah, yeah, not being hard on yourself, just just trying to there's there's the first phase is getting used to seeing yourself and just understanding this is how I am. There's nothing wrong with me. Like being comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Something like, right. like that. Yeah, because I'm gonna watch this back and be like, bro, yeah. we got a lot of work. <laughs> but then it's just doing little things like, oh, I actually like hang on to my arm or I like pull up my ear a lot. Like, why do I do that? Or I have these nervous hat like understanding those and just being very like objective with yourself and just being mm-hmm. like, okay. I always thought that. you were just telling people to steal third when you were doing that here on camera. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the no, you know the best example of this too, and it was with myself. I think it was the first video for Boxcast that you brought me into, and it was how to add. We called it color commentary. The video initially, oh, but yeah, how to add yeah. announcer audio to your streams. Yeah, and I will put the video on screen. You can see me. I'm sitting next to Josh, and I'm not smiling. He's talking, and I'm just like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm not smiling. Oh, we gotta find this video. As soon as I watched it, I was like, "Oh crap! I need to smile." Like, like when you're not, if you're doing like a dual thing with someone, yeah. you know, a webinar or anything, if you're not talking, just at least smile. Don't look miserable <laughs> because I looked like I was being held hostage, and Josh yeah. made me do this video. So like, I even, literally made him do it. So though, like, but that's something fair. I learned just the first time you had me on camera. I was yeah. like, oh, crap. Like, I can't look dead inside yeah. on they, camera. They, <laughs> Even if you are dead inside. Yeah. Dead is like, they tell you in public speaking classes, like when you're doing something like an interview style like that, there's like two of you or more doing interviews, to always focus on the person speaking because it adds interest. So yeah. like if you've got the second person beside you and you look over when they're talking, it adds interest to that. So yeah. It does. Yeah, because it, really it involves them in the conversation almost. Right. Whereas if they're just sitting there like while they're not talking, like... <laughs> That's dead, literally just, what I was doing. Just yeah. totally <laughs> deadpanning at the camera, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and, and I've done a, I've done a webinar or two with you already, and mm-hmm. we've done a virtual webinar, and it's always, it's always the same thing. It's like looking over and just making sure. But yeah, so and you, the other thing that we do when we do webinars is we do like warm ups. We do. I was rehearsals. just ready to say that. Yeah, yeah. nothing we, crazy. We don't like script it, but we just we have the conversation. We have like a twenty minute conversation. Well, we did that with this. We run through it. Yeah, we run through it very lightly. Just so we're not like hopping into it completely cold. Right. Just like it's just a warm up yeah. before the workout. Yeah. That's all it is. Absolutely. No, I mean, that makes sense. So you would say um, have the discussion prior to and then just do a dress rehearsal prior. So does it make you feel better like when you do those things? Because like, is it because you get more comfortable? I understand that. But like, do you just feel better because you, you feel like you worked out all the kinks? Or, or do you just like immediately after you've done that, you still jump into you know fear factor mode uh it does make me feel better as long as i do it if i as long as i do it close enough to the start time of the broadcast okay it makes me feel better because then i don't start with this really cold like oh my gosh we're live feeling and then i'm i'm just more comfortable with it that's why we didn't have our call meeting until monday of this week exactly yeah because (laughs) when we were doing it before we were we were discussing the topic way too far away from our actual record date. And Josh's brain doesn't work like that. No, my brain doesn't work. Yeah. I, that's I, cool, though. I mean, that's, I ran, that's how it works. Wade and I ran track in college, so this, for most of the audience, this may not make sense, but before we did any races, 
we'd have to do like a two mile warm up just to get our muscles into the rhythm of it. You do the same thing when you get out before you get on camera. You have to no, do yeah. a few takes of something, or even when we record tech tips videos, I've always noticed by the third time I run through it, I'm like, okay, I'm in it now. And there's something to be mm-hmm. said for like working that mental muscle of presenting Ooh. and working that mental muscle of bringing energy to something. Right. And hitting your that's a real and... Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. And you don't just wake up with it, you know? I do. Oh, well. <laughs> my, can't all be you. I my... wake up with excellence. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> Actually, I've seen that. That's a real thing um, for you. It really is. I, glow. I believe it 100%. You call Gary any time of the day. He's happy and excited. I, yeah. I just glow. Like, yeah, um, it's just awesome. I would say a real example for me too, like with the rehearsal and the practicing is like when we do webinars, I, I prefer, let's say we have a two o'clock start time for a webinar. I prefer to be pretty much ready by 10 or 11 and go through the whole webinar. And then if we have to go through it again, I remember very particular, me and Joe Kernick when we did the sports webinar, the first time we did it, Josh and Christy were there and they kind of looked at us and they were like, that wasn't that the best you ever have done. Let's try it one more time. And yeah. the second time, but that first time is just working out the kinks, right? working out like that was Joe and I's first webinar together. We're good friends, but like first webinar together. So just working out like the transitions from slides sure. and yeah. handoffs and stuff. And then the second time I was like, okay, that's pretty good. You think you guys are ready for the live time. And then when we went live, it was like very clear, like, well, I'm going to say this and then it's your turn, Joe. And like, you know, we just casually pass it off. So it, it's going to sound really dumb, but you're doing two things at once and I'm not great at multitasking, but you're doing two things at once. You're, you're giving people information, like in a webinar like you were describing. Yeah. The first time you did it, you had to just give the information. And yes. then the second thing you're doing at the same time is trying to bring energy and enthusiasm to it and get people on board with you and excited. Those are two very hard things to do at the same time, honestly. And when you talk about technical information, it's really hard to do. Because so, we're like HDMI, SDI, <laughs> and then you have to bring flavor to that. So Right. You're making a cake at this point. You're making a yeah. cake. Once yeah. you get that cake out of the oven, that's your first go, and then you're going to add everything pretty on top. Yeah, yeah. Get the yeah. Sugar and you have to do that second part, because if you don't do that, then you'll never have an audience. Okay, so since we're on the topic of cake, chocolate or vanilla? Oh. Uh, I have to go vanilla. Uh, I would go chocolate. I would go, I don't eat cake. Oh. Oh, okay. So I, I a, hate frosting, but I like cake. I'm a pie guy. Oh, oh, okay. I like pie. Pie is good. <laughs> pie is amazing. So since we're talking about camera, right, and we're on camera and we're live yeah. recording. This camera, this camera? That camera, this one? Yeah. That's no. actually a shout out to uh, uh, First We Eat or First We Feast. Yeah. Hot Ones. Yeah, Hot Ones. I love, I'm going to say that. I, I love, love that. Hot Sean ones. Evans, if you ever watch our stuff. He's a great example. We love you a lot because you do, you've taught us a lot about what it's like to, to produce this out he, and do this. He's a great example because, and maybe Wade will throw up a clip or something, but he does so much research going into yes, those interviews. Well, and he's then got a whole he, team that does it too. But and yeah, you can absolutely. tell, like, even with him, I'm sure his first, like, couple of times doing that. They were probably really. Well, you can go awkward. back and watch the first Strider episodes. I mean, they were they were a little, you know. He, yeah. I mean, his whole team, his whole production crew have just really kind of kicked right. that out. And he's so good at interviewing now because he just does it all the time. Well, and, and Joe Rogan as well. I mean, yeah. if you if you want you know, to talk podcasts and and you know the being on camera thing, Joe Rogan does a great job with that too. Yeah, and he probably doesn't have to think twice about it now. But I think you look at someone like that and you're like, 
when you go to get on camera or do a podcast and you're not supernatural, it's easy to think to yourself, oh, well, I just don't have it. Or like, oh, I don't know, something's wrong with me. Or So am anything. I supernatural then? You must be in, you just must have what it takes. <laughs> but then just understanding like it gets better with time, you know? Yeah. And so you just do it over and over. And the then, more you do it, the longer you do it, the, the, the yeah. more repetitions. Yeah. The more you look back on and, and do the do the hard part, which is watching yourself and seeing what you could fix and what you do and don't like. And this is not like to say, oh, I just don't like the way I look. It's not a self-conscious thing. It's just about actually like looking at your mannerisms. Well, you don't want to be nitpicky about the way you look or what you're wearing or, you know, if, yeah. like in my case, I always look about how much poundage I could lose. But like, it's- Dude, you're always going to find something. I'm like, why does my nose right. look like that? And then it's like- <laughs> That has nothing to do with this. Nobody's even thinking about that. We don't want to talk about your nose, okay? (laughs) But yeah, you're always going to find something, the nitpick about yourself. It's more about about finding the the one or two things that you can modify, like over time. And I'll just give you an example. Over time, when I've done video recordings and podcast recordings, I have learned, and you probably have noticed it as I do it here, like I've learned to learn how to shift my body so that my mouth Mm -hmm. is always in front of my microphone, right? It's always that way. Or my hands never go below the table. Yeah. Have you noticed that? My hands I are, haven't done that yet. Yeah, my hands are not below the table. My hands are always on the table. Yeah. They're always up here or I'm leaning like this. They're always in view. Yeah. And this is something I've nitpicked on myself being like this doesn't look properly. It looks kind of jank in my opinion. Let's let's clean it up. Let's put it up here. So My hands are below the table right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you but 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 it, but it looks now different they're not. now. They're not. <laughs> that was magical. It's Listen. like the Talladega Nights thing. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that. Right. <laughs> so Talking about hands, right? Um, one, I was trying to make these videos pre being a videographer here at Boxcast, where I was I was in customer support. I worked at Boxcast, but I wanted to kind of try to like flex my creativity and make behind the scenes of videos for virtual conferences. And in one, and in the first, I think I made two videos. Every single time you see me, I'm going like this with my hands. Like I'm being very, <laughs> I'm going crazy. And like I'd send it to my friends, and I just sent like, "Hey, can you give me some feedback?" And, and one of my best friends was like dude, you got to stop talking with your hands that much. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, like you're like every, he's like, you're going crazy. And like, so again, you don't know that, but it's something you can work on. And I know now in tech tips, like when I get excited, I I throw my hands in there, but usually I'm pretty calm. But again, it's just a thing where you have to do it and you have to just keep trying it and keep changing the way you do things to then you'll get in Mm -hmm. a little flow of everything. One thing I used to do a lot was I would like, look all over the place and like roll my eyes and like move my head way too much because yeah. i was excited to be recording so all that like natural energy and nervousness would like floating out somewhere yeah it would it would show up in weird ways but i'd be like looking around or just doing strange things or i used to do this thing where i would like kind of like pinch at my hands okay i was like so nervous that i was like pinching at them and then i just learned why don't you just fold if if you're if you're feeling a certain way just fold your hands and then when you have something to say, say it, and then go back to just holding it like that. Hmm. Just little tweaks. It's always like a little tweaking of things. I and mean, it helps. I mean, it's, it's all good stuff. I mean, the thing is, is like people want, like I talk with my hands too. I mean, and you've got to do a little motion with some stuff. Yeah. You've got to be, but do you feel like, do you feel like that that is a way for people to like project out their nervousness? So it's, they're do- like it's fidgeting almost, right? Yeah, like they're fidgeting. grabbing a pencil or a pen, or they have a rubber band or something, yeah. and they're they're fidgeting. Yeah, so their attention's not drawn on that, but they can focus on that. So it's like a focusing tool, right? 
It is, but the person watching is also focusing on the fidgeting. right. It's on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've I've done that too in the past, so I I totally understand. But it's more like you guys said, it's repetition. It's just it's not criticizing; it's critiquing. Right. It's critiquing, yes. and the more you'll do that, the easier it gets to be objective about yourself. Okay. So the more you critique yourself, the also the easier it gets, where you're not just being hard on yourself, but you can just watch something and be like, oh, no, that's how I look and sound. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with me as a person. There's just these like little things that could be distracting that I should fix. So do you think that, um, do you think that like part of that talks about energy? Yeah. Do you think energy, if you're lacking energy or if you are, if you have a lot of energy, do you think that that is a detractor or a positive? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, a hundred percent. So, and, and it, it means more than anybody even realizes why they like someone versus why they don't like something. Or it's it's the reason somebody will stick with uh, a conversation or a monologue compared to somebody that's just delivering the information because it's their job and their <laughs> boss told them they wanted to make a video. Okay, do you know what you're reminding me of? <laughs> yeah. my, my kid, and I'm, I'm going to give you some context because it's hilarious. My kid loves to watch movies in the van when okay. we go places. So we have a DVD player in the van, obviously, right? And the one thing she's watching is Monsters University. And so they get kicked out of the university program for, for scaring. And they go into scream can design. And you just doing that is what reminded me. Welcome to the wonderful world of screen can design. The rich history <laughs> of scream can design. Like, that's exactly what you reminded me yeah. of. Yeah. That's a real, and that, that, that makes me think of the college professors that I did like or didn't like based on yeah. the energy they brought to the subject. And if they were into it. I would be more into it. Absolutely. But what's weird about that is you could be really passionate about something and not come off like it. And that's where sometimes you do have to put a little bit of extra uh, icing on the cake, you know? So are because, you adding more nitro to the to the octane when you do that? Like, is that something you guys recognize? And then- uh, I used to have to be very conscious about it. Yeah. Like, like when we're well, recording each other, I'll be like, all right, Wade, I know it doesn't feel natural, but just go over the top. If you're, if you're, if you're having a low energy day... You have to overshoot your energy Here's a little a can bit. Of five energy. Yeah, or or <laughs> yeah. we'll do a whole take where we're like ten out of ten energy. Go go nuts. go nuts. Like go give it everything you got for this one take. And usually, what happens is like the this just happened yesterday. Like my first sentence was way too much, but then I like took it from ten out of ten to like an eight out of ten, and that's where I needed to be the rest of the video. So I like you say like just go crazy hard and then you go hard for like maybe the first like ten seconds but really you kind of calm back down yeah. but to a good level. It's a nice little life hack. Just yeah. overdo it but at we, the beginning. Because and the reason yeah. you have to do that is because when you're presenting to an audience in person, you get like you get their energy from you get the energy from the audience to keep you going. So it's easy to just naturally be energetic when you're on camera. You lose steam so quickly. Because yeah. it's just you in a room. So that's why you almost have to overcompensate and mm. be like, what's up, everybody? I'm not going to blow up the mic, but, you know. <laughs> no, I like, the, I like that, though. I like you the, have to, because there's no one in the room to, to feed yeah. you that, so you have to feed it yourself. And, and when we film with each other, we're pretty good and pretty honest about saying, hey, you need to bring more energy. I need to come because, over more often. Because it's just, we, we like just, we've worked with each other for so long, but if you're, if you're either filming someone on camera or you're someone on camera, see if someone can sit behind the camera and just mm. offer you like, hey, am I, do I have energy? Do I look 
excited and stuff like that because there will be times where you maybe you're excited to start and then you get to the middle and you're kind of just reading if you're doing a teleprompter you're just reading it you're not really like excited right. about well, it yeah so yeah. um you just you know gotta bring and, the energy. And, the, and the topics sometimes are already like boring by default so you have to oh, give it a yeah. little gas it's like that's what the I was difference between you. you being excited about xlr or not that's a really generalized term but the difference <laughs> between you being excited about it or not is just how much energy i give into it because well, it's by default to some people, gonna be like a snooze fest. Well, we've had that conversation in the past about like I remember when we all did our our webinar about you know Wi-Fi versus Ethernet. Yeah, which I still think is one of the best podcast uh, podcasts, one of the best webinars. It was we fun did because it was fun. Yeah, but we talked about extensively about this is a boring topic. Yeah, how do we make this a little bit easier to digest? But yeah, also so it's not so it's more engageable, right? So people can say. Oh, I actually learned something, and that was pretty pretty dope how they how they told us, right? Like making sure we mm-hmm. had those funny quips and stuff. So right. I can totally see that. But it, so and going back to the information, um, do you, and you said it pretty much clearly. But do you think it's important that to feel more comfortable on camera that you have more of a working knowledge of the information you're talking about, or is it always better just to kind of gain a little bit? And just, kind of dump wherever Ooh. you can what, what do you think um i would say unless you're like the host of a show like let's say your company or whatever you're doing it you're the host and you're, you can, you can read a teleprompter and you can really bring the energy and people can add graphics and stuff like that um i think in our situation we kind of have to be decently knowledgeable about it because we get asked questions directly about the video or people comment on youtube and they're like what's this and it's like that's josh and i responding to you so we need to know. Mm-hmm. We don't want to like pull other people in to be like, this is what this so, means. So if I were just yeah, to sit down a and record question. a video, if I were just to sit down and record something, it would be better for me to have working knowledge of that, that thing I'm discussing. Or would it be easier like in this kind of scenario where we're sitting, we don't, I mean, we do our research for topic notes. Like right. there's the things that we want to learn and know, and we hope people want to as well. So we know this information, but we're not, we're not filtering through you know, page after page after page of notes no. to like know exactly what we're talking about. We're just hitting points and we're yeah. just discussing this. So that's my question is like, what is better? That's a good question. Cause you're, you're like, is it better to be an expert and learn how to be a presenter or is it better to just be a great presenter and kind and of learn how it? to be an expert? Well, or I think the problem is people it, yeah. are going to see through someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. But do you think that that, if they know what they're talking about. If right. the audience member knows what they're talking about, they're going to see through it. Uh, but that's tough, though, because that's a good point. Because if someone's just like, you know what, this is not my thing, I don't want to do it, Right. I don't think you should twist their arm to the point where they're just like a wreck thinking about having to You do put it. him in that position already. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> He's like, wait, you're getting on camera. Yeah, okay. that's my favorite thing to do. But, <laughs> but we have I'm a different a, dynamic. I'm going to wreck you, yeah. Wade. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, if someone really cares about a certain topic and I think they there just, has to be just never want to be to have an audience, and I don't think you can make them. And so I don't. Do you think you guys are subject matter experts? Yeah, at this point, yeah, for and a live streaming, I'd say thing. Well, yeah. in live streaming or some yeah. video, you know, video, yeah. video. I think video I think you have to have what I'm talking about. But I always like I always call myself um, a really smart dumb guy because I can just like figure. I know just enough to get myself in trouble, which also helps me being excited about presenting on certain topics sometimes, because if I just had figured that thing out, I'm more excited about it That's than if t-shirt. I've known it for like, 
than if I've known it for like 200 years. Like, or like 200 I, years? Not 200 years. You know, just like <laughs> say I just have something beaten into my brain right. and it's like a duh thing. It's harder for me to get excited about talking about it because I didn't just learn it. It's not a new revelation. It's like, it's like, oh, well. But yeah, it's not a new that. revelation to you. Yeah, I know. And that's what's hard is sometimes like you know something so well in the back of your head. It's like me trying to explain how to plug HDMI into a TV to someone. I would not be like, guess what you need to do? I wouldn't have. <laughs> but if I just discovered that thing, I would bring a little bit more energy to that because I was excited I just figured it out. Hey, guys, I just found out this new handy dandy yeah. HDMI. So yeah. sometimes like we pick video topics on things that are just new and exciting to us because it that excitement carries through naturally. Mm. We don't yeah. have to like force it. I think there has to be some passion behind what you're going to talk about on camera. You really do? You, I think you have to like kind of care about it You a really bit. do think that you have to have passion behind what you're talking about? I think so. I think I it think helps s- you. Yeah, I you think, think it helps? I, think, it I helps. think some people are naturally good presenters and they'll do a good job. Yeah. But yeah, like you. I just wake up with excellence like yeah. I told you. <laughs> I glow in the middle of the night. Yeah. My wife has to put eye blinders on just because of how much I glow. <laughs> I think in some scenarios, if you're an organization that's interested in having a host, there's legitimate reason to also hire out for that and or to find someone that is like they've just got it and like they're comfortable with it. And it depends on a time frame, too. Like if you're like if you're an organization and you want to start making videos, maybe promoting your product or you want to, you know, let's say you're a bakery and you want to do like this is how we make our bread or whatever it is. It's like you could. If you would want to do that next week, then maybe you should find someone that's like local in your area who's good on camera and be like, hey, this is what we want you to talk about. We're going to have like the chef with you too. Mm-hmm. And you guys just riff and talk, but you're going to be the main person. Yeah. You don't, you don't work here, but we're just hiring a host. You're just hiring a host. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that could work in some cases. I think that would work in some cases. I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about the subject matter and passion thing. I still think that you cannot be. I, th- I still think that you could not have passion for specific topics or for specific things that you're talking about, and still bring passion to those topics. Oh sure. I mean, yeah, let's. Me I mean, how many times do you think like Dr. Phil or Steve Harvey or I'm going to really date myself here, Ricky Lake? I mean, if you want to go really back into the '90s, right? Like all of these talk show hosts who do these talk shows. There's got to be at least one opportunity there where they're like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, but they yeah. still bring a passion to that subject. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Right? Yeah. So I'm like torn between the two. Like, I, I don't consider myself a subject matter expert by any means on anything. I just consider myself extremely well informed. And mm-hmm. because of that, I do not waste my time, and sorry to say it this way, with things that I don't feel. I have knowledge enough about, so I don't pour a passion into those. But it also swings back around to the same concepts that if I'm going to talk about something, I at least have to know enough about it, and I at least have to be well enough to present right, it. Right, right. And, and if, even if it's something as minuscule or as, as mundane as HDMI cables versus SD cables, mm-hmm. right, SDI cables, that information may be mundane to me, but if... I present it in a way that somebody else is going to see it and be like, that's totally awesome. Then I've done my job. Right. Yeah. And imagine how everybody gets excited about learning something new. So when they learn, well, (laughs) it just depends. Yeah. I mean, when they, when they get an aha moment, you've like 
you know, you've given them some energy about right. it too. So should that be the premise for for any kind of video that we do? Maybe maybe that should be the driving factor to getting comfortable on camera. Is that you really just want to present something really good to somebody who can get that aha moment. So I have actually thought about that before. Before I've recorded something, I like kind of picture the person in my head who I want to receive the information. And then that's sometimes how I script the videos or if I'm live, that's how I like uh, make the call sheet for it. As I think about them, I think about one person that it like would mean so much to them to get that information. Mm -hmm. And HDMI versus SDI, for example, I pick the, I picture the person that needs to know the difference and they go on YouTube, they watch it and they're like, Oh, thank you so much. Now I know what decision to make. Yeah. And then that also helps you, kind of get excited about it too well because people are people are are creatures of habit they're especially when it comes to like youtube or yeah any kind of like video creators they'll people will tell you what they think yeah and so you if you get positive feedback about how you presented that even if it's the most mundane thing in the world you, know, you could talk about shoelaces or right green paint drying and as long as you're presenting it well and somebody can learn something out of it, the people will respond. And And I would say, too, like if you want to start making videos or your organization starts or starts to want making starts to want to make videos, think about those times you personally have those aha moments for things that like get you excited and be yeah. like, wait, and then like do a little research and be like, why can't I find a video on this? And like, that's your video right, right. of like, oh, I got really excited because we learned. I'm trying to think of a past video, but, you know, like. We, we really, one thing that's really exciting us lately is like the Hollyland wireless transmitters for intercom for things. Like we turned them on, plugged them in. They were super easy. And we were like, we should make a video because people, there are videos out there for it, but just showing like, it is that easy. Just reinforcing like, yeah, cool. right. just using the pieces. And we had that moment of just, holy crap, like this isn't that hard. Or in the last great. episode when he introduced that camera to us, mm-hmm. we were like, what? Oh yeah. So and you almost want to like. referencing Stephen from yeah, PT's Optics. Stephen from yeah. PT's Optics. He. He he showed us the simple track too, and it followed people, and we were blown away. And then you almost want to like harness that little bit of excitement, and then try to carry it into your script or your delivery or your presentation or whatever it is. So inspiration yeah. is also key to being comfortable on camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's easy if you do if you talk about the same stuff over and over again, you're gonna lose momentum for it. You're like, oh, why am I still talking about this? Right. Can I move on to things so, that excite me? Inspiration drives passion. Passion drives content. Content drives creation. Creation drives your your wow. knowledge. Look at that. That should be a PowerPoint slide. Is that is that about accurate, would you say? Kevin, we need we're an gonna infographic. We're going to have Kevin design yeah. that for us. <laughs> Kevin, we're going to need an infographic uh, With chevrons, out. you know, like the pointed <laughs> chevrons that are going from one thing to the next. And I'm going to need them in box cast color so they yeah. all look dope. And man. it should look nice and corporate. So we could carry this, actually, this whole conversation over into the same concepts for podcasting. Yeah, and, and, although and, this is a little easier. Well, we're, but that's because we're also recording it through, you know, video way as yeah, well. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been doing podcasting for a long time, and I love it. And simplicity is key with podcasting because, A, I'm not on camera. So, but that's where it also becomes do- like doubly hard because your excitement has to be heard, not seen. Yeah, right. Like your content knowledge has to be heard, not seen. So all of these things can be the same when it comes to a microphone as well. Not just having the right piece of equipment, but using the knowledge you have or the research you've done to show that you have excitement in your voice and that you're like, oh, you know, this thing is great. You guys should try it. And getting that, that working practice, repetition, 
using a teleprompter, which would be way easier because you're only seeing you use a teleprompter. So yeah. You can, but that's the thing. I think if we jump back to that, reading off of a script for me is well, it, like people do way better when they're able to feel free in their, yes. their moment. Yeah. And it's the same if thing. If you're going to do that, if you're going to read off a script, you have to practice reading and bringing energy at the same time. Right. Which is kind of, it's a whole Well, you're like thing. basting a turkey. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. There's, well, there's time. You have to layer it <laughs> He's on. Got yeah. layer it in, there's yeah. times for a teleprompter and then definitely times not for a teleprompter. Like the quickest example times for a teleprompter is like, hey, I want to explain this kind of complicated topic quickly. So you write it all down and you're like, I just want it to be a two or three minute video. Right. Because you could ramble forever about it. Times when not to use a teleprompter is like, I would say a live webinar is like, you're just going to let it run. And if you're not used to it, you're going to get behind and then you're going to be confused and if you don't have a way to control it it's like mm. when you're doing longer form content i think i think i would stay away from the teleprompter and stick to bullet points or stick to i have little notes here on a piece of paper yeah like just I stuff like what, that is just that's that's going to be way better for you for long form content wow man yeah well listen if any of you guys out there in the boxcast podcast you know sphere of universe you guys start doing your own stuff let us know we'd love to see it Oh yeah, and if you want our, I don't know, if you want our feedback, I knew you were gonna say about that. I left it how to you. awkward you feel about yourself. If you want, then tell me because I'll, I'll tell you what's going if, on. If you want critiquing your criticism from Josh Clements, his email is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can email me anyway. I well no because I think what's important is for people to understand like it's awkward for everybody. Like it's not just awkward. Yeah, if you for, feel weird about it, somebody else is feeling yeah, weird or has. And felt seeing about it. yourself is super weird. From a third person perspective, and hearing yourself is super weird from a I know. third person perspective. I know. It's the, and some people complain more about hearing themselves than seeing themselves. I remember when we first started our podcast recordings, just going through the motions, you're like, man, that sounds weird. Why do I sound like that? Yeah, I remember, I'm like, I remember why am I yeah. so nerdy about everything? Why do I, I sound why do I sound like this? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Energy man, energy. But you have to get you you also just have to get used to being objective about yourself yeah. and like getting used to being weirded out by it. For sure. For sure. Well, I mean that, that it all makes sense. I mean, being comfortable on camera definitely is going to take time. It's going to take repetition and practice. It's going to take, you knowing your material, having passion, creativity mm-hmm. for what you're doing. I think the biggest tip that I could give anybody who's like just starting out doing this um, and whether you're live streaming it or you're like live stream upload recording, you know, or doing podcasting is don't quit. Just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Your first, like, I know we've had talks about certain things that we do in projects. We're like, oh, this is not going to be very good. Like, we're so concerned about this one aspect or another aspect being perfect. And we're just like, we just got to keep going. Mm-hmm, right? right. So don't quit. Don't stop. Keep moving. You know, your beginnings are never going to be what your endings look like. You can go back and look at, and again, Sean Evans, you know, with First We Feast, you can go back and look at their early episodes that they had and legit they're in a room recording right yeah and then they got better and better over time and that's the thing it's over time everything can go it's like a fine wine gentlemen over time it gets Mm -hmm. better so just keep going don't don't make that decision to stop early just because you can't get it right or you don't think it looks right and you're gonna have presentations that it's like your golf game like it's (sighs) gonna be like some days you're just you don't care and you're doing great and some days you care too much and you're kind of falling apart, you know? And that happens to me too, like on topics that I'm like, I got to get this right. 
And then like my deliver, I'm like so stiff. Like I remember the first podcast episode we recorded and we're only four in now, but I feel so much better than the first one. Cause I was like, this is a podcast. I was like, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I am being recorded on a podcast. I need to do this right. We also got you your medication from the doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then we got me fixed. We so. got you um, fixed up, buddy. You're, you're, you're yeah. doing But well that is a health. thing. Like, you're like, you're super hyper aware of the fact you're oh, yeah. being recorded. I think that's it. You mean, you're just being super hyper aware. Yeah. So if I give you another piece of advice, listeners and viewers, don't be hyper aware. Just do your thing. I mean, just be. Stop thinking about just it. Just be you in the in the podcast or in the video recording. Just do your thing. Right. I've got some advice too. I've got some some great do's and don'ts that I yeah. Just, let's hit I those wanna, to close this out. Mention, yeah. I just want to mention some. So one, I would say um, this is not something you think of, but I'll give two examples of why you need it. If you're doing a live webinar or you're doing something more long form, that's mostly live. That can't be edited. Like here, you know, if something goes wrong, like a light going out, we can cut that out and jump right back in. The um, but if you're doing something live. Be, you don't you hope you don't have to use this, but do have a um like a we'll be right back slide or we're having technical issues slide just in yeah. case something happens. Like to give you an example, we were doing a webinar and we were feeding Josh's laptop back into the webinar and so they were getting double audio. Ooh, and it was yeah. like and we were trying to do too much, Josh and I, it was like around Christmas, this is three or four years ago, and it was a big hot mess. But we, we weren't were ready to pause and try to fix things and come back. Yeah. So we had nothing we could do. The other example I'll give is we were streaming a, a college graduation. This was two or three years ago as well. And we actually had someone faint in the audience. Not <laughs> us, but like someone fainted in the audience and they stopped the graduation. And we didn't, we were live streaming it. We're not going to show the person faint. Obviously oh, that's weird, no. but you're kind of like, well, what do we show? What do we do? What do we do? Clement steps Josh, in front of the camera. <laughs> he, Josh whips up like a quick, like, we'll be right back slide. And like, then they, you know, just, just something, again, a due to being on camera if you're doing live stuff. Just be ready, like if you be ready for the inevitable. Maybe be ready for the ready. inevitable. Murphy's yeah. law. With yeah. the slide, be ready to address the camera and be like, "Hey guys, sorry." And it's to a go, little we're having some technical problems. You step right. and dance for start doing it. Yeah, dancing. <laughs> everybody gets a sense of relief out of that, though. Yeah, and I think it's okay. And I think another do is is have a slide at the beginning and make sure everything's good to go. It's yeah. okay to leave a slide up for two or three minutes and put in the chat if there's a chat, you know. Hey, we're we're starting soon or whatever, and then when once you're ready, big deep breath, drop the slide and go and into you're it. Live. And, and you're live. And you're live. Yeah, let it roll. Well, this is good stuff, man. This is good stuff. This was yeah. fun to talk about. This was fun yeah. to talk about. I really enjoyed it, and I think again, it's all about practice, creativity, keeping your wits about you, you know, not realizing, you know, not over being overcritical or you know decisive on some things. Sometimes you do it and you scrap it and start over. Mm-hmm. That's just the way content creation works, you know. And I know, I know, we've done that before in the past. We're like, ah, we don't like that, <laughs> right? You know, mm-hmm. trash can. So, but yeah, this has been awesome, man. It's been great. It's been Every fun. my final message is: everyone's awkward. Everyone's awkward. I'm awkward. We're all awkward at first. Clements Many. is the guy off of Monsters University. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Scream Can Design. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Listen, we will have to. Uh, we definitely have to thank our sponsor. Thank you, Sure, for making our excited voices sound even better. Oh, yeah, because they add a little bit of magic in every there microphone. Is. Well, if you are if you are delivering with a certain tone, tonal quality or excitement, a good mic brings it out. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I wonder if they have Tinkerbell there. It makes you feel like you're in the room the with mic. the excitement yeah. happening. And I think we've said this on other episodes. They're just, the mics that we're using, they're just so easy to use. And like, you could oh, just, yeah. like, 
plug in and you're just ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I it I, you sound so I know there's an app crisp. and I know there's ways to customize the settings, but I don't do any of that. Absolutely. I just plug it in and it works. So it's great. You can visit sure.com, check out the MV7 microphone. They just released it a few months ago. It's a fantastic podcasting mic. Uh, Josh uses it for a lot of voiceover recordings. All kinds of stuff. Um, all kinds of stuff. I use it for meetings, and it's buttery smooth. Oh, my soul. I never knew I had a sultry voice until this mic. Sultry voice. KMV 101. <laughs> Froggy FM. You know, it's like that. But yeah, It's really fun. Thank you, Sure. And uh, again, listen, if you've never live streamed in your entire life um, and you want to get started, please go to boxcast.com forward slash go plan. Take a look at our free plan. It's for anybody out there who wants to become a broadcaster who is looking to start and you get 180 minutes. It's free. You get a seven day. Um, what am I looking for? Storage on it. So you yep. can share that video out to people. If you're, you know, a mom or dad doing a little, uh, little. Yeah. And you can stream right from your iPhone and your yep. iPad. Um, doing a little sports recordings. You know, those things are coming up. Sports is coming up boys. Yeah. Sports ball. Yeah. I was going to say, there's probably a lot of sports going on. Absolutely. And just, if you want to stream something and cause grandma's in Michigan or we're in Ohio, but grandma's in Michigan and she can't watch it. Like, yep. Hey, stream with the go plan. And it's, you know, you'll be up and streaming in there you go. five minutes probably. And it's free. And all you got to yeah, do is free. sign up. No, no no, money down, I promise. No credit cards or anything like that. You just sign up for free and That's you're good right. to go. Josh so. will come to your house personally to say hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll critique you. Josh will send you flowers. <laughs> well, my friends, this has been the BoxCast Podcast. I am I am just absolutely out of my mind stoked. We're getting better and better, boys. This is getting great. First and foremost, thank you to my co-hosts. Yeah, Wade. I'm Josh. And I'm Gary. And we got Kevin Kletzer over here producing for us. Thank you so much. Again, have a great day and happy streaming. Happy streaming. Happy streaming.